Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea, and I'm sort of flying solo on this one, but I sort of have a co-host. Her name is Julie Patno. Hello, Julie. Hello, Sarah. How are you doing? I am good. I am good. You and I spent some time together recently doing the Ragnar Northwest Passage. Relay. We did some intimate time and, you know, a van for hours on end. Yes, yes. We, you are intimately familiar with the Chrysler Pacifica hybrid now that you've been behind the wheel for many hours. I uh, am. And I, I have to say, I'm totally sold. Like, I have zero need for a minivan, but I want one now because it <laughs> nice. was amazing. Nice, nice, nice. I'm glad to hear that. And I can say that the back seat is very comfortable <laughs> because I t- took a nap back there and <laughs> we loads of storage space, but, but, but Ragnar Northwest Passage. So this show is a recap of our experience and you and I are for most of the time I was in van one, you were always right. in van one. And right. then the second half after you depart from the show, I will have two guests from who are in van two so I just figured it was such a momentous occasion in the life of AMR that we had to feature it on the podcast. I know. It was so much fun. I can't believe it has come and gone because I had looked mm-hmm. forward to it for months and mm-hmm. like a blink. It's now over. I know. It's in our rearview mirror. So <laughs> so, so I'm going to start by telling folks. So Ragnar Northwest Passage, it um, is a relay race, which I'll describe what that is in a sec. And that it, uh, we traverse from Blaine, Washington, which is right up near the Canadian border, to Langley, Washington, which is on a lovely island called Whidbey Island, uh, which is west of Seattle, because yes, there is landmass west of Seattle. And um, so our team, Team Bammer, badass mother runner, uh, was was comprised, help me do my math, I think this is right, of seven Bammer ambassadors who are ambassadors for AMR, four kind of localish runners, and then me. And, um, yes. yes. So before I describe kind of how a road relay race works, I want to say that I want to get in as many voices of as many teammates as possible. And so I actually succeeded in getting voice memos from all the ladies who are not on this podcast. So we're going to sprinkle voice memos into this episode. And we're going to start right now with this one from Kate. Hi guys, this is Kate Walton. I am a mom of four kids. I have two school-age daughters and two adult stepchildren. Um, We live just south of Des Moines, Iowa in Indianola. And I am trying to figure out how to put into words the experience that running the Ragnar Relay this past weekend was for me. It was exciting and fun and tiring and exhilarating and sometimes a little boring and frustrating but mostly I'm just so darn glad I did it. You hardly ever have a chance as an adult to do something that's kind of an adventure in such a beautiful place that puts you out of your comfort zone a little bit. But more than anything, the experience of spending time with those ladies really lifted me up and refreshed me and kind of refocused me for the remainder of the summer and and planning new adventures. So Definitely go do one, and if you can, hop in a van with a bunch of bammers and and run a bunch of miles in a place you're not used to, at times you're not used to. It'll definitely change you for the better. So, all right. So, a brief overview of how a road relay works, particularly something like a Ragnar Series road race, that there's typically 12 runners and and we're not typical uh the uh and and divided up into two vans and then 
let's say I'm runner one and you're runner two and then so on through the van. And I would run from one segment to another, like, you know, from mile zero to 3.2. And then I hand off this little slap bracelet to you. Right. And then you go, go. And the van is shuttling um, so that the, each subsequent runner can be at the next transition area and then we also have van two and they're waiting out there or doing their own thing until it's the appointed time to meet at a big transition area that then that's where van one hands off to van two. And then when van two's running, van one can relax or go get food or whatever. So, and you kind of just hopscotch like that until you get to the finish line. Would you say that's accurate? Right. Yes, exactly. The only thing I would say is that Ragnar is the one who designates like how, what your legs are. So Mm -hmm. how far you, you run. So they have um, specific exchanges on when you exchange. Exactly. So it's not like, Hey, I'm kind of tired now. I think I'll take a break. (laughs) You take over Julie. Go, go. Yeah. I wouldn't get very far. I'd be like, Oh, mile in. I'm good guys. Now you go. (laughs) Particularly with some of the hills that we encountered, there might've been some bailing happening before an exchange area. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah, so I was kind of the, um, um, unique, let's say runner in the situation because I, because of my plantar fasciitis, I didn't run. In fact, I didn't even pack running shoes cause I didn't want to be tempted. So I rode in van two for their first six segments. And then I hopped back into van one where I was supposed to have been runner one. So, um, and then I, I, my contribution was I drove a lot on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, you did. For us, you did a lot. So yeah. So up until then, I don't. I don't. Comedic relief. I don't know what I was there for. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I was going to ask you, Sarah. So how was that? I mean, I've had. I've been on other Ragnar teams, and where we've had someone injured, and so mm-hmm. I mean, leading up to your decision to not run it was that hard like did you feel pressure to try to stick it out for the team or how did you come to that decision to not run yeah so it was you know I my plantar fasciitis I hadn't run since April 1st and I guess and you know the relay was uh, mid-July so I sort of told myself that if I was running by late May early June I could do it I could do the relay but if I so, and I, I'd say it became pretty apparent even by mid-May. And I thought you all were really wonderful and just rolling with it and being like, okay, Sarah's not going to run, so we'll just pick up her legs. And so you guys just filled in. You know, you ran one, you ran my second segment. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, I thought you all seemed exceptionally cool about it. And then I will admit that um, when, during the, like, leading up to the race that, Oh, I won't be exercising for two days. Like for me, that's a really big deal. And I, that kind of can kind of weigh on my psyche quite a bit. And I was worried about getting a little jittery, getting a little, I don't know what, like, um, agitated about it. But then when the rate went, came time for the race, I was totally fine with it. And in part because it was so hot, right. there, was a, there was a part of me that was like, oh, I'm so glad I'm not running. 
<laughs> like, oh, look at those suckers. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I gotta stay in the van where it's nice and cool. <laughs> right, right. So, um, so yeah, I, I just thought everybody was so great about it. And there was, um, you know, like I said, I didn't pack my running shoes because I did not want to be tempted because I just thought, oh, you know, I've been sidelined for so long and my foot's feeling so much better. And I oh, didn't want to just, you know, throw it all away for, because I was, oh, I got to do this 3.2 miler. And so made the, you know, debated and made the decision not to pack my shoes. And ultimately was really glad with that because there probably would have been a part of me that wanted to jump in. Um, so, yeah. So, right. um, well, so Julie, before I get you to, to give a little background on yourself, we are going to take sure. a quick break for, um, to hear from some of our partners. And uh, so stay with us to talk about Ragnar. Okay. All right, Julie. Well, let's back up and introduce you. You were our captain. Oh, captain, my captain of the the Ragnar um, Bammer team. And you are an attorney in Salt Lake City and the mom of twins. So, you know, tell us a little bit about your family life and your job. Yeah. So I have um, twin girls that are 13 and I also Mm -hmm. have um, two stepdaughters, one that's 19 and one that's 12. So, you know, we have a house full of hormones and emotions. (laughs) Um, Always a good time. And Uh I have been kind of my running history. I've been running for about a little bit over five years now um, and part of the heart rate training group since it started with MK. So I've been doing that for about two plus years. And um, I'm lucky enough to get to help her out in heart rate training groups. And then I've also been through Simply Nourished. So I help out in those groups. Mm -hmm. And um, I also have the pleasure of helping on the Perform Like a Mother with Justin. So I got like the trifecta going here. You're, um, a, you're a train like a mother club ringer. That's what you are. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I love it. And so, you know, I was thrilled to be um, a Bammer ambassador this year as well. And when this opportunity came up for us to do it, I was like, oh, I am in um, because I had always said I would never do a road Ragnar. And, oh. But then this came up and I was like, okay, I think maybe this would be the exception to me never doing one. Um, and I think it may stand as my exception for never doing one because, you know, going with a bunch of amazing bammers and, you know, to an area that I hadn't really been, I, I couldn't pass it up. Oh my gosh. So, okay. So, so then you have done trail Ragnars, but right. I didn't know that you were that avowedly opposed to a, a road one. So it could sort of describe the difference between them. And right. Then, yeah. Yeah. So I just could never wrap my mind around like choosing to spend hours on end in a van with <laughs> other individuals um, where you can't really get out and you're all stinky and tired and just groggy. Like none of that sounds appealing. Now, of course that I've done it, like my attitude has completely changed and it was amazing. And I, you know, wouldn't want it um, any other way. The trails are much different because the trails, there are no vans. So you camp. Um, So I guess if someone doesn't like to camp, that probably is not because there is stink factor involved with camping, especially when you add in running. Oh, absolutely. But at least like you have the open air, right? So if you're not like, you know, upwind, um, you're, you're good. But, um, and so that you're just camped and then you go and, um, run your trails. Everybody runs the exact same 
trail just in different order and there's a Ragnar village which is like a huge party and they have you know vendors are there like noon is normally there and mm -hmm. um that is what I've had experience doing which is is so fun and I if I had to pick the trail would probably still be my preference but I also prefer running trails well, and I also have to say, you're doing a Ragnar trail this weekend, you crazy nut job. I am. So I basically came home, threw my stanky clothes in the wash, took them out of the dryer, and repacked them in my bag. And now I'm heading to Tahoe tomorrow. New, new Ziploc bags or no? Uh, no, no. I just went with it. I figured fabulous. Well, I'll just recycle it. Why Fabulous. <laughs> the, the green Oregonian in me loves that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, at first when I got back, I was like, whose idea was this? Um, but it just the timing of things. And now I'm actually like really excited that I get to continue and I'm going to go meet a bunch of bammers. So, you know, the bammer party continues. Oh my gosh. So you're like a, a Ragnarian bammer with like an attorney thing on the side. It sounds yeah, it, like. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, uh, before I ask you any more questions, let's hear this voice memo from Mary. Hi, this is for the Ragnar podcast. This is Mary Neubauer and I'm calling from uh, Sammamish or Seattle, Washington. I have two kids ages almost seven and almost nine. My favorite standout memory from our Ragnar race was um, being so excited for my night run and then realizing about 30 minutes into it that I had never run that far alone in the dark in my life. Um, but it was, uh, it was really, really awesome to not be running in 80 degree heat. Um, I think maybe um, some other team members were just as hesitant about running that night leg, um, but I think it turned out to be probably our favorite leg of the race. Um, yeah, I had a wonderful time and can't wait to do another Ragnar. Thanks. Bye. Okay, Julie, we sort of touched on this before uh, we were on air. I, I, we want to talk about standout experiences from the race. And um, mine was most definitely that menagerie that we happened upon at one exchange. And might I say it was a menagerie, not of living animals. No, no. But ones made out of, uh, what were they, clay or I think so. stone? Or they, they were definitely a hard material right. that that um it, they were not carved wood they were painted and they were spread all over this very large open i might say open yard right. and when we first got there we noticed that they were having a birthday party like there's a banner um kind of near their porch that said happy birthday right, and you could right. see a, a table with some drinks on it i, I didn't see all that may get there were a couple of people out there and so but i mean i I could barely contain myself. I'm like, we've got to get pictures. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I have to say, so that's my first favorite moment. I have two favorite moments, but that was my first favorite moment because of you, Sarah, and how <laughs> excited you were about these animals and taking pictures. And for the record, you did ask if we could take pictures. We yes. didn't just, you know, traipse upon their property and start taking pictures. But then we're taking pictures, and then sweet Katie, who's out on, you know, doing one of the, her longest legs, just comes up like, 
what are you guys doing? Like, We're taking pictures. What do you mean? What are we doing? Get down here by the coyote. Right. And start howling. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't just go stand by the zebra and just smile like it's your best friend. It's like, no, Hey Kate, Kate, pretend like you're feeding the zebra. Hey Mary, get down on your knees and act like you're eating something along with the beaver that's chewing on something. <laughs> and, and so by far, by far, well, there, it's, maybe it's a tie between the two of our pictures. Um, I just love you on the back of an alligator. And we told you to act like a pinup girl. And you just, there was like no time wasted. You like, like work this pose that that Dita Von Teese or whatever her name is. Would just Absolutely. Like... I know how to work a photo shoot. I got that. You sure do. You sure do. Oh my gosh. And so then um, not to be outdone, then there was these um, kind of Mr. and Mrs. Frog, or maybe they, they were right. a, a Corton. Oh, that's it. They're Frog goes a court and so they weren't mr and mrs yet oh there and, you uh, go so they were you know i don't know harold and sophia frog and they were sitting next to each other making goonie eyes at each other <laughs> and these things are i don't know maybe not quite three they were two and a half feet high right, maybe maybe right. two feet high and so i squatted down next to them and was like hey do you guys know how to do boomerang on instagram <laughs> <laughs> so, so I started darting my tongue. Uh, it's debatable whether I was trying to catch a fly or looking like I want to French kiss um, Harold the Frog. <laughs> so, because because to me, that is what a, a relay race is all about, is acting goofy. Like, I just oh, love that stuff. Love it. Yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And then I will say my other favorite moment, and I think you'll probably remember part of this, mm -hmm. was we had just finished our second legs mm -hmm. and we're all piling in and I was driving and we were driving to where we were going to stay for a few hours. And I start backing up and you from the back seat, back, back. Where I was asleep. Uh -huh. Yes. We're like, why are we moving? <laughs> And I got really nervous. I was like, what am I, should I not be driving? Am I doing something wrong? And you're like, what, why are we moving? I'm like, uh, because we're driving away. And to be fair to you, it was about two 30 in the morning. And yeah. so, and then you had said, Oh, I thought it was an earthquake. And it just cracked me up how, how out of it you were that you were like, what is going on? But that again, the joy of Ragnar, right? <laughs> exactly. And a and person who lives in a, what is it, a earthquake? Is it subduction? What's the zone called? Abduction? Subduction, Subduction zone. zone. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. So, you know, I, on a moment's notice, it could be an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, typically the, 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 the best moments of a Ragnar happen at night because, yes. uh, yeah, you're just a little groggy and just things d aren't what they appear during the daytime. Yes. Yeah. A little, you know, like not quite there. So everything maybe is a little bit funnier than, you know, mm -hmm. it really is. And you get a little bit, um, silly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, Gina, who is in van too, she and I were laughing so hard at, I don't know, 2.30 in the afternoon on Friday. Mm -hmm. And and I was like, oh my goodness, if we were together in the night, we would just be rolling on the ground because it was just, <laughs> I wouldn't go, it was just the silliest idiotic stuff. Um, so um, 
So speaking of, you know, uh, laughing about things, you have definitely made light of being captain. Like you, you know, we were kept thanking you and you kept brushing it off. Oh, it wasn't anything. It wasn't anything. But let's be real. It seemed like a lot of responsibility. Yet, thankfully, the task did also seem shared because, well, we were a team of moms. Right. So, so talk about being a captain. Yeah. So I think like my biggest tips for being a captain are, um, you know, have a, a solid team that's willing to like volunteer for things. So at the very beginning when I said, oh sure, I'll do the captain gig, I went and kind of looked at all of the jobs that there were. And Mm -hmm. certainly someone could do it, and then it's just, it could be very overwhelming. But I was like, I'm Mm -hmm. not doing it. I got a a group of bammers here. I know they're (laughs) going to step up and be happy to help out. So very early on, I got volunteers for certain things and especially things that you know, maybe are not where my skill set are. Like Amanda did the decorations for the van and did an awesome job. I mean, I would have had like stick figures on there. It would have not (laughs) been pretty. Um, So that I have to say was probably the biggest thing, like getting folks to help volunteer. And then I am also a very like organized individual. So um, having myself organized and you know, Ragnar gives you certain dates that you have to have things done. Um, Mm -hmm. So just staying up on that. And I think, you know, my other biggest tip for captains is you have to be able to like go with the flow, you know, Uh that uh things will happen that are out of your control and things will change. Um, You know, like the weather, like no one thought it would be that warm and Uh warm as far as that area goes. So that impacts like, you know, any race that's going to impact your times that, you know, your times and when you're going to finish, that's all something you have to keep in, in mind. And, you know, or like with you, with the injury, you know, like we're just going to roll with it, you know? Okay. Uh Sarah, thank goodness. I was so glad you still wanted to come. And it's like, okay, guys, anyone want to take a leg? And I mean, I think five, you know, out of our team volunteered to do it. So it's those sorts of things. And I mean, it's the, you know, bammers that made it so easy for me. So, I mean, it really, it wasn't really all that bad. All right. Okay. Well, I still have, uh, we're getting new bammer hats, new trucker hats in to the store in about a month. And one has its name. Uh, figuratively has your name figuratively on it so it that's a just letting you know ahead of time so, oh yeah 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 because you rock a trucker hat so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i do love a good trucker hat yeah. and amr's got a lot of good ones oh good 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 thank you so all right well i mentioned gina here is a voice memo from her hi this is gina ebeline and i was part of van too and i am mom to my daughter jordan who is seven and my standout memory, oh, so many favorites of this experience, um, would be my almost 10-mile run over Deception Pass at sunrise, which was just an epic run of beauty. Um, it was so incredibly gorgeous. And having my team just at various points just cheering me on as I would run by, I just felt so strong. And uh, my team's support was definitely welcomed on some pretty – Amazing Hills. Um, what an incredible experience. I'm so grateful. Okay, Julie. So on Saturday, we were trying some legitimate tactics to finish the race sooner, in large part because it was so hot and also because, I don't know, somehow it seemed like we weren't going to literally finish until 10 o'clock at night. So we were trying to shave some time off. So 
When, when we were figuring out those tactics, we discovered that there was a dis- differences in support between van one and van two. You know, not saying one is better than the other, just different. So it, it has made me be thinking since then and during that time, like, how do you think it was that a van culture builds and evolves? And I'm particularly interested in this now in light of the fact that this is your first and perhaps only van Ragnar. Like, I just right. Yeah. And um, like you said, I mean, I think that was the interesting thing to me to realize that. And so um, just to kind of explain a little bit more, um, mm-hmm. Van One, we were of the practice of we went to the exchange, our runner went out. Um, and then we met them at the next exchange. And mm-hmm. in fact, when I did my back-to-back one, yeah, so when yeah. I was doing runner one and then runner two, I had told the van, like, no, you don't need to go at that in-between exchange. I'll just see you at the end. Yeah, yeah. I, I hadn't even considered that, you know, maybe along the way um, we the van would stop to support. And then when um, we actually were helping out van two to help support one of their runners and discovered that they would, that's what they were doing the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of like, Oh, did I miss this? Like she's <laughs> been doing it. And what? I think really like the culture develops from the group that you have. Right. Yeah, I think yeah. all of us, I mean, no one said anything about um, wanting support or wanting us to be along the way if they would have, Oh, absolutely. We would have done it. It was just, what we were doing. And I think it worked. And I think in the end, all of us were like, well, yeah, that's how you do it. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I would imagine Van Two would say the same thing, right? About, well, of course you stop and you support and that's what you're supposed to do. And that's what we did. And it just is kind of the dynamic, I think, of the people you put in the van. And, you know, I did put, um, like, since I was the captain, I put individuals in um, certain legs, which ended up being what van they're in, but it was pretty random, you know, on yeah, yeah, yeah. who was with um, who. But I mm-hmm. think in the end, like, it really, like, both vans meshed so well. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah. I, you know, I adore everybody who was in van too, but I can't imagine doing that experience or having that experience with anyone but who I was in the van with, Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. you know, and that it would, that would then be completely different, but. Yeah. And it's fun. It's funny because also, because then it wasn't until Saturday that I realized like, Oh, well I was in van two for their first legs. So I knew that they were offering support. But then when I switched into van one, it never occurred to me to be like, Hey, you guys, you know, maybe you want to be doing this. I just was like, okay. And and I mean, I've done, this was my 12th relay race that I've done. So within all in vans. And so, and I've had, I've been on teams that do both. And I don't know, it just, um, it just is intriguing to me that how, when a group of any sort gets together, a culture automatically, whether it's a workplace or a mom's group or, you know, a Ragnar relay, like just a culture builds up almost with you know, unspokenly, if that's a word. Right, right. And I was going to ask you, Sarah, so with your other Ragnars, is that also how, not just on the support thing, but on, you know, anything on how the van does things, is that also how it developed? Or have you had ones where there was definite communication about this is how we're doing it or getting opinions on how to do it? Yeah, no, it was more. So I've done um, nine Hood to Coast races, and now this was my third Ragnar. And okay. so, um, yeah, I got, I got in on the Hood to Coast um, bandwagon pretty early and um, uh, because I haven't done one in quite a while. And so I think it was more um, 
definitely, you know, saying, oh, okay, meet me at mile two because I want some water. And it just was sort of like someone always said, well, that's what we're going to do. And I'm thinking also about a rag, the Ragnar, the Napa Valley one, that the second one that I did with AMR. And we were on what's called an unsupported leg. And you, Julie, very well know now what that is, which means that their right. vans are not supposed to stop and can actually be disqualified in worst right. case scenario if they do stop. And for me, I was on what what was the deemed the hardest leg. And it, it was more than nine miles in just blaring sun in Napa oh. Valley. And again, this was, I want to say, um, I think it was 2014. And, um, and so, and it said no van support along that whole way. And our, the runner before me came in and she just had a rough time of it. And so, um, the kind of the team mother, Melissa, um, right. was that Melissa Gilly, actually, for people who've been to the retreat, she's mm-hmm. our the woman who often organizes our retreats. Um, she made the executive decision based on that, that no, 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 they were going to support me. And so she went and got ice and popsicles and everything. And I was just, I was in a very, very bad place. And seeing that van at that point, Oh my goodness! It just was an oasis in, an, in an otherwise a very scary desert. And right. so, so um, no. The only thing that I've been thinking about is that um, past relays that I've been on, oftentimes we would stop and do more cheering, and um, just and then that kind of turned into the goofy moments, the you know blaring the stereo and doing you know the 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 lawnmower or the washing machine or the macarena or whatever it is, you know, some goofy dance. So, um, but no, I mean, I don't know why it is that we just were like, okay, we're, we'll see at the exchange. Bye-bye. And I know they're like all about business. Like get out there and go run. Right, right. right. <laughs> we'll see you when you're done. Yeah. That's how we roll in our Pacifica. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, here is another voice memo. This one is from Carrie. Hi, it's Carrie Becker, and I am calling from Northampton, New Hampshire. I have two children, one who is seven and one who is three, and both boys. I have my favorite memory of the Ragnar this past weekend. It's probably the last exchange where Van 2 met. Um, there's an actual picture of it where we're all walking away, almost as if we are a bunch of superheroes who have banded together and just continuing on. We're in our sparkle skirts and our tanks, our BAM tanks, and it's all about the strength and the legs and the butts and how that was both an inner strength and an outer strength and how we had come together as a team, supporting one another and living in a van together for two days. It's probably my favorite memory with the dinner that we had all together as a close second. Have a good one. Bye. Okay, so final question for you, Julie. Um yes. So, so we didn't, we didn't dress like unicorns, which was a surprisingly common theme for costumes in the race. I I mean, I think I saw like five or six teams that were like decked out in unicorns or had their vans all decked out like unicorns. I know. At first I thought like, oh, we've seen that team like seven times in the past hour. And it's like, no, that's That's a a different different unicorn team. team. So, so there's, you know, I don't know, something in the air. Um, so, so, but we did, we did, so we were not unicorns, but we did have a very cute, um, outfit for our final leg, a, um, putting the bam and bammer tank top and then adorable red sparkle athletic skirts, um, which we're so grateful that they gave us those. And they just, 
I think some of you were a little skeptical and then realized like, oh my gosh, it totally makes the outfit and we can spot our runners from so far away. Yes. Um, And I'll admit, I was totally skeptical. I'm not really a costume type of person, but you know, like it's a team thing. So this is what we're doing. And then I ended up um, running in mine and I was like, oh, this is actually really nice. And Uh I look really cute. So (laughs) I know you, you, because for the, so we decided we'd all wear the royal blue with yellow and red, putting the Bam and Bammer tank top, and then these red sparkle athletic skirts that you wear over shorts. They're right. um, cute and flirty and, you know, um, sassy. And um, and I was like, oh, okay, Julie, you going to put on your, your outfit? You're like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and as, a, as a person who doesn't like to be pushed into doing things, I was like, I totally respect that. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I'm not going to push. Then, but it definitely is. It war- we, then we we're like, okay, we want them for the final photo. Right. And then I was like, well, look at Julie. She's put her skirt on over those other shorts. And it <laughs> seems like the tank top's coming out soon. <laughs> I know. And then once I put it on, I was like, oh, this is so cute. I should have wore this earlier. <laughs> I know. I know. Because also, particularly at the finish line photos, the sparkle athletic skirts make look so unified and you know, then we'd see some teams come in and they would all be wearing a hodgepodge of things. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. You got to wear the like team. You know, oh, no. Oh, outfit, no. You know, and I, I have seen comments on the Facebook pages of people who spotted us and mm-hmm. knew that it was the, the Bammer group. Yeah, I know. I know because I was actually surprised that there weren't more sparkle athletic skirts out there because in past relays that I've done, there were a lot of them because they are such a quick way to make a costume. Yes. You know, yeah. I was like, Hey, the Bammer top has red in it, and they have red skirts. We're done. Like, I know, perfect, we, and we looked amazing for I know, you and know. It, and it was very super hours in a car and, and <laughs> running and doing all the things. And they also take up no space because yes. packing is at a premium. Correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, well, good. Well, Julie, have a blast this weekend in Tahoe at Thank your you. Ragnar Trail. My goodness, I will. How about I'll think about you when I get up to pee in the middle of the night, and I'll just. <laughs> grateful that i have sheets and a comforter (laughs) and a bed yes yes Uh and a mattress yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right captain great talking with you all right thanks sarah have a good one okay all right now i am joined in studio which i always love uh by two runners from van two they are rebecca helton and ariel tindolf who are best running friends here in portland so thanks for coming down to the basement ladies fantastic to be here <laughs> thanks for having us yeah so so we'd like to get to know you a little bit first uh can each you tell us about y- your uh families and your work situations well i'll start this is rebecca um I have a, a husband and a son who's 20 years old and uh-huh. just finished his sophomore year of college. And uh, for work, I am a business software consultant and business process analyst. I do work at home, which okay. is Good. very cool. Yeah. Um, I work regular hours, though, so Monday to Friday at home all the time. But I do get a little flexibility. and you got a pass to come across the river yes. to record this? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Kind of a long lunch break today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and how about you, Ariel? Uh, yes, I have three kids, two boys who are 22 and 20, and a daughter who's 11 years old. And I'm a teacher uh, and a library assistant. I'm not working right now. I'm hoping to um, start working in the fall, though. Uh-huh. So. Great. And your 20-year-olds sounds like they're sort of friends. Uh, yeah, they were high school uh, cross-country teammates and, and were friends in high school. 
So now did you all know each other first or did they know each other first? No, we met each other um, at a summer uh, cross country retreat and uh, we became friends right after that. Fast friends, actually. Nice. I know. Yeah. And so how often do you all run together? About once a week on Saturdays. We do our long runs together almost every Saturday. Okay. Okay. Well, and you two have been to one of our retreats, so you all are joined in my mind. And so, <laughs> so then when we needed some runners to fill in the Bama Bastard team, I'm like, oh, it's sort of like a twofer, you know? <laughs> and, <laughs> um, so, okay. So Ariel, tell me about your running background, then we'll have Rebecca do it. Um, I really didn't start calling myself a runner until about three years ago. Mm. I had always been what I called a jogger. Um, oh, oh, you know, oh, my I know, goodness, I curse know, you. I know. Uh, I would just run once or twice a week, maybe two or three miles, but I actually hated running. Mm. I have always been more of a fitness class uh, person. I love boot camp classes and things like that. And actually, I credit Rebecca with getting me into more serious running um, because when I met her, she'd been running for about a year or so. A couple of years, yeah. Yeah, and um, she said to me, hey, I've been thinking about running a half marathon. Would you be interested in doing that with me? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't really like running, but... Um, <laughs> but I want to be friends with Rebecca, also, so yes. I'll do it. <laughs> I want to run with Rebecca. So so yeah, we, we started training together. We joined a training group together and uh, went through the whole training program and it was an amazing experience, and now I consider myself a runner, and it's a big part of my identity. So, sure is, yeah. 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 And we're stuck with each other. We're stuck with each other. Yeah. <laughs> and how about you, Rebecca? Um, yeah, I've been running about five years. I am. I, I have what seems to be a common story among runners, which is that I was never considered myself an athlete. Was you know more of a a bookworm and uh-huh. and you know. Grew up taking piano lessons. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but um, I started, I I did throughout my early adult life do fitness classes, you know, jazzercise and other types of aerobics. Never really liked running um, until about five years ago um, and uh, just needed to have some more regular exercise that was easier to get to than a a scheduled class that I kept missing. So I just, I started with the Couch to 5K app and just Uh my... I just wanted to be able to run a 5K and never really thought I'd run any farther than that. But and now look at you. You both just wrecked So, But uh, you all are not, um, you know, newbies to this relay thing, right? You both of you have done uh, Hood to Coast, the mother of all relay races. That's right. We did yeah. do Hood to Coast and we were on the same team together. We were on a team called Where's Waldo in Van 1. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you had some awesome costumes for that. They're very yes, darling. Yes, we did. We, photos. we look just like Waldo. Waldo and there are people on the course saying, I found you, Waldo. It was pretty cute. <laughs> so so that was one. So you've done Hood to Coast once or? Yes. Oh, okay. so far. Okay. Oh, all right. right. Okay. <laughs> Fresh off a relay and you're talking about are, doing other relays. We are all ready for the next one. Oh, good. Oh, good, <laughs> yes. good, good. Um, before I ask another question, we're going to hear a voice memo from Katie. Hi, this is Katie Ormson from Libertyville, Illinois. I have three adult kids, adult-ish kids, 19, 22, and 26. And I just wanted to say the whole Ragnar weekend was just amazing. It was so much fun to put a real person uh, with a Facebook profile of someone I've been following, um, but to actually meet them in person is just so much fun. And it was also great fun to really reconnect with those that I've had the privilege of meeting before. The support and encouragement um, given to everybody over the whole weekend was just amazing. I would say the one 
challenge that I felt like I was able to, to tackle this weekend was to really run a lot of miles. I had chosen the leg that had the most miles in it and then was able to pick up the fourth leg to help out. And then after running all those miles, I was stay, still able to hop out of the van on Saturday afternoon in the hot sun and throw out a couple more miles to help someone who was having a little bit of a hard time at the moment with the hills and the heat and the sun. And so that was a challenge for me that I felt really happy. I was able to to tackle and, and come away feeling really strong, like a really good base of running. So that was such a such a fun thing. And the whole weekend was just amazing. And that's another AMR Ragnar Relay shows on my Facebook page. I'll be the first one to sign up again. Thank you so much. Goodbye. All right. So, well, how do you feel that Ragnar compares to Hood to Coast? Because I have some very definite ideas how the, how they compare. And so I want to hear what you say. Well, this is Rebecca. Um, I think sometimes when you've done one particular event first, it sort of is your standard for anything yeah, that comes yeah. after that. So I think uh, Hood to Coast for me is is kind of is because we ran I ran that first. It's it's kind of the standard by which any other experiences that come after it are going to be judged. Um, it is a whole lot bigger than sure is. Ragnar, yeah. um, and I think because it has been around so long, and because of its size, and because it's in such a, a you know, an iconic location, it, it's, it feels more like a community event, something mm. that the whole city or the whole region comes yeah, the together along the for. Way. Yeah. Um, Ragnar it being smaller, um, and I think it being, I think, a for-profit company that runs it doesn't have quite the community feel. And also that it's transient. It hasn't yeah. occurred to me that, that, that Hood to Coast is a set location, yes. whereas yeah. Ragnar holds races around the country and... and um, and that kind of comes into the community and then the next yeah. weekend is And then it else. just leaves and it goes yeah, somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Which adds for nice diversity, but um, it means right. that it's not entrenched right. in that area. But yeah. because it is smaller, it is also kind of more accessible, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, definitely getting in and out of exchanges <laughs> with the vans. A whole lot easier. <laughs> a whole I different think, experience. I, I think Ariel mentioned that. Like, oh, it's so nice not to have this huge backup to get into exchanges. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and also to me, a big difference is that Ragnar is close to um, the the real world. And it's like, oh, okay, well, let's go have lunch. Yes. We're not running. So let's go have lunch at a regular restaurant. Or let's, you know, I don't know, go to get gas. Things like that. Whereas with Hood to Coast, you're out there in the wilds of remote Oregon, which yes. is so beautiful. With no cell service. No, no cell service. But also, I think that's... I th- man, I think it's baloney that there's coverage across the country for cell service because there were a lot of times that we were out of cell service yeah. with Ragnar. Yeah. So, and we weren't all that far from Seattle. So, hello, shouldn't we have had, like, I mean, a tech hub? Shouldn't we have had, like, 5G service the whole time? <laughs> Traveling Wi Fi. <laughs> Wasn't there a, you know, startup billionaire within inches of us at all times? <laughs> so, all right, well, let's hear a voice memo from Rachel in Arizona. Good morning, fellow banners. My name is Rachel Pettigrew from Tempe, Arizona. I have three kids, and probably the best part of the Ragnar experience this last weekend for me was getting to be surrounded by a bunch of other fellow banners and in our challenges with things changing on the course or time events, um, just pulling together and really doing what we need to do, being kind of flexible, I felt was really um, indicative of what we go through in motherhood, and it made us even better Ragnarians. Okay, and Ariel, what was your favorite? 
I would have to say it was my nighttime run. Um, I started the run at about 3.30 a.m. on only about an hour's worth of sleep. Ooh. Yeah, uh, but I felt so good. I just felt full of energy, um, and I ran across Fildago Bay on this really long boardwalk, and the sun was just starting to come up in the east, and it was unbelievably beautiful, and there were no other runners in sight. And I crossed the bay, went into the woods. It was pitch black. Then I came out. The water was just literally one foot away from me. Um, I stopped to take a few pictures, and yeah, I, I couldn't resist. But I just, I felt so good. I had so many endorphins shooting through my body. Um, I ran really strong. Um, so yeah, I think that was probably my favorite part. Nice. How long was the leg? Uh, it was five and a half miles. Nice. Nice. I'm real, also really impressed you remember the name of the bay. Fildago Bay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, well done. Well done. Not Phil Donahue Bay, but Phil Donahue Right. <laughs> you know who Phil Donahue is. Um, so, all right, let's hear a voice memo from Amanda. Hi, this is Amanda from Van 2 and Sammamish, Washington. I'm a mom of three kids, and Ragnar Northwest Passage was my third relay event. I had an amazing experience running Ragnar with a Bammer team. One of my favorite moments was between our first and second legs, we had a picnic dinner at one of the exchanges. I laid out a blanket, and we got out all the food. We had chicken with peanut sauce that Rebecca made, watermelon that Gina brought, matcha balls, and protein bites. It was a feast. We relaxed and chatted before trying to get some sleep for our night leg. Spoiler alert, we didn't get much sleep. It was a really lovely how everyone was taking care of each other, passing around the food, and we were really comfortable together. I also loved the running part. My legs were challenging, but I got great views of Washington and saw little towns that I'll definitely go back to. Last, I really loved how Gina kept losing her stuff in the van, and we'd all immediately go into mom mode looking for the lost items, which would inevitably turn up in Gina's snack bag. I'm so grateful I got to participate with y'all, and I can't wait to see you again. Love you, Bammer ladies. Bye. Okay, Ariel, now let's talk about your final leg of the relay. And um, so Julie and I talked about a little. We were, at this point, trying to shave off some time. And so um, my van supported you while Van 2 leapfrogged ahead to support Rebecca. Um, And it was hot, incredibly hilly, more than seven miles long, and it wasn't pretty. And I got to say, I'm not sure I've ever seen a runner in such rough straits. Like, I know you are a runner who gets in the zone, and I'm all about that. Like, I definitely do that too. But there was a pain and an agony in you that was really, really hard to witness. And... In thinking back on it, like since then, I actually heard a story on NPR about how heat affects your brain, like it slows down your, I don't know if you heard that thing on, I think it was Monday on Morning Edition, about how it slows down your cognitive process and all this stuff. And so I think if if you had been in my van, I think I would have pulled you, actually. Like it was it was that kind of scary almost. So t- tell it from your perspective, though. Well... To me, it wasn't that scary. I'll just say that I am a very determined runner. And Mm -hmm. if you had tried to pull me, I probably would not have let you. (laughs) I would have just stayed out there. Um, I made the mistake of not bringing along my hydration belt. When I looked at the weather um, report, it said it was going to be maybe 72 degrees. And I I don't like to run with a hydration belt if I don't have to. Um, And I knew that I would 
have fan support on my leg because I had looked at it before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was definitely a lot hotter than um, yeah it than was. the forecast was. Yeah, and, the, um, and hotter than and people who live in truly hot parts of the country, it wasn't yes. truly hot. No. I mean, it was in a, it was like eighty degrees. Maybe, there was something or, about the direct sun. It was so the it sun was, was so, there was a huge difference between sun and shade, and just being in that direct sun was right. it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And so but as runners here in the Pacific Northwest, we're not used to, you know, whereas Rachel's from Arizona. So she she was complaining about the humidity, which for us felt very low because it was in the 40s and 40 percent humidity. And, you know, people out east are probably like 40 percent humidity. That's non-existent. Yeah. So it's all perspective. Right. And uh, part of it was also that I had just eaten a meal two Mm. hours previously um, and it was not the right thing to eat. It was greasy. It was full of protein. And I've got a very sensitive stomach. Mm-hmm. Plus, my uh, pooping schedule was off. So <laughs> let's get down to the nitty gritty. Let's get down yeah. to it. I needed to poop for most of that run. <laughs> and I was incredibly nauseous. And it was very hot. And for the first three miles of the run, there was no van support. So I had to run uphill on a highway in direct sun. Mm-hmm. And that at the end of those three miles, that's when I felt like, oh, my gosh, uh, this is really tough. But Katie got out. I mean, you you met me as soon as you could. Yeah, um, yeah, because yeah. I want to clarify that no van sport, meaning that the race said you cannot have vans. Only. It right. wasn't us just being lamos and blowing Not by. Not at you. all. It's because it was that, but, a very oh. busy highway with no shoulder. So yeah. there was literally no place for vans to pull over. Um, so van one pulled over as soon as they could. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, sprayed me down with water and uh, gave me some of my noon to drink. And and then Katie said, uh, do you want me to run with you? And I'm like, no, no, I'm fine. No, mm-hmm. really, I will. Like, okay, I need someone to help me slow down because uh-huh. I'm running too fast. Uh-huh, I was uh-huh. running, you know, nine something minute miles. Uh-huh. And I need because I want to get it over with. Yeah, like, yeah. I want to get it over with. Uh, so Katie got out and ran with me, and I, she helped pace me. Uh, she talked to me. Um, I just kind of put my head down, which is what I do. I put my head down, and I just get through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we kept looking for you guys. I was like, Katie, I'm so sorry. They're going to be, I know, they'll just be right around the corner. And you weren't. And it was particularly hilly at that point, too. It was and, so and hilly. I think it was because we didn't want to stop and leave, you, abandon you at right. the bottom of a hill. Right, So right. And Katie's such a strong runner. Yes. And so it's just like, yeah, Katie can just grind that out. It's not yeah. And she yeah. already run four legs. Yeah, she because she yeah. ran one of mine. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then we dropped a couple more runners off with you. And I know that Mary said, yes. um, she said, "Okay, well, I'm I'm here to slow you down." Yes, and you were like, "That's good. That's very good." Uh-huh. Yes, because I was running too fast. But I will say that I really wasn't in, in any danger. Uh, I was hot, but I you were cooling me down. I was thirsty, but you were giving me electrolytes to drink. So there was no danger of my collapsing. I just felt sick. I felt sick to my stomach mm-hmm. and I had to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um and it was hard. I mean, I was tired. Yeah, sure. Your third uh, I leg. was yeah. really tired and it yeah, but I got it done and I felt really really proud at the end. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, you're beaming. I and I did and I sped up at the very end and I sprinted through that that finish because awesome. it was like I'm done. Yeah. So I'm actually very proud of that, that I didn't give up. Um, yeah. 
and yeah. got through it no, with you... the support of Van One, which was very much appreciated. Oh, good. Oh, well, we were glad we could be there for you. And, yeah. and you talking about this spraying people down reminds me of one of my other favorite moments of the race for me, which was we're out there. Okay, so we're with the Super Soaker, which I have to say is not an intuitive device to use. So I, <laughs> yeah. I was not I real good at it. And so there were a couple of runners that would come by. We're, I'm, we're waiting there on the side of the road for you. And so I have them. And so I'd ask, you know, do you want to get sprayed down? And Sometimes I'd be able to make it work and get them. And so this other woman, she's coming up and she's like, yes. And she looks me in the face and she goes, another mother runner. I love you. And she just gives me this huge sweaty <laughs> hug. <laughs> I'm like, that's awesome. I mean, I felt, yeah, you know, we, there were not a ton of runners around us. So for one of them to know, you know, the brand and me and everything, that was really exciting. And definitely, I have to say, having runners out there recognize us was very, very That was another one of my me. highlights. Since since you brought it up, yeah, I'll good. say that too. That was one of my highlights of the whole weekend was, was watching, seeing all the, uh, both experiencing it ourselves as a group and seeing people come up to you, Sarah, <laughs> um, you know, and fangirling all over you, as I put it. It was, it was, it was cool. You it know, really, it's really, I mean, several women got kind of shaky. There was and- one woman yeah who came up to you and she was absolutely shaking and she's she's like couldn't believe it was you and yeah yeah. and then we offered to take a picture and she's like oh oh my god (laughs) i know that was so it was i mean because i mean people recognize me on occasion but for the i mean i really felt like the people who recognized us out there were like so adamantly yeah. about adamant about it so that was very exciting well and of course you handle it so graciously oh, too you're, you're just like oh yeah and and what's your name and where are you from <laughs> just make people feel comfortable right off the bat I'm, I'm such an east coaster still that some of these people like that give me big hugs and then i would stick out my after we we're done hugging i'd stick out my hand and say i'm sarah <laughs> <laughs> like they don't already know yeah. but largely it's because um you know jack's a real estate agent and it drives him nuts particularly here in portland when he introduces himself and people don't say their name back to him he thinks it's a very portland trait and so uh-huh. um so when i stick out my hand and say i'm sarah that's you know kind of my like oh and you're gonna say and you're uh, gonna say your yeah, name now yeah, right, right. <laughs> that's your cue i guess i could have said that <laughs> i think i did one time say and your name is or you are or something like that but yeah that was really really thrilling and one of them um this woman, Angela, who looked, she was saying that she had taken up running because of one of our books, and then she qualified for Boston, not once, but twice. Wow. For the same cycle. Like, she did it last fall at Victoria, and I don't know, by, f- I think, three, four minutes, and she felt like that wasn't a big enough cushion, so she went to Eugene, where we all met. Oh, yeah. And qualified, I don't know, by like 10 or 12 oh, wow. minutes or something. I'm like, whoa, way to get it done. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So, um, so that was that was very exciting. So, um, let's hear one more voice memo. This is from Lynn. Hi, it's Lynn Garcia. I'm here in Los Angeles, California. I'm mom to um, one seven-year-old daughter, Avelina. And, gosh, my favorite memory from Ragnar. Can I just say everything? <laughs> um, seriously, Ragnar has been a bucket list item for me for such a long time, and I can honestly say it exceeded every expectation I had. I was just so struck by how supportive the other runners were. I mean, almost to a person when someone passed me. And I'm a bit of a turtle, so I was roadkill for more than a few people during this weekend. Um, But every time I'd get such kind words, like, you know, you got this, looking good, runner. Um, It was just such a great example of how awesome the running community is. And getting to do this with a team of bammers, (laughs) that was honestly priceless. I mean, seriously. 
It was the most amazing group of women. I'm so grateful I got to lean into their shine all weekend and so grateful that I got this opportunity. Thank you, Sarah and Dimity, for this amazing tribe of mother runners. All right. Well, Rebecca, you kind of alluded that maybe this was first Ragnar or something. I mean, do you see other relays in your future? Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Unequivocal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, I think relays are my favorite thing, oh. actually. Uh-huh. I, I, um, I race, but I don't love the, to race the competitive mm-hmm. aspect of, of racing. I, um, I race so that I have, so that I can train. Well, we um, talked about yeah, that in the band. I, I, say we, I say we do a sidebar on that. Yeah. We really bonded over that. I felt like when yeah. we were driving up that we, whether we like racing better or training. Yeah, better. I definitely like training better. Um, and, and the race is just to have something to train for, Yeah, just yeah. to have something at the end totally. of the training cycle. Uh-huh. Um, but I re- what, I, what I really love to do is train. And I mean, I could, I could do a whole long, boring soliloquy about that, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I really like relays because, um, you have all the, you know, I think the camaraderie is just part of it. The sense of adventure is definitely, you know, a, a, a big aspect of it. Um, there, there is still you know something that that's hard about it but it's not hard in the way that that racing is hard it's sure, not as yeah physically it's not physically hard in the same way it, yeah, it's um, definitely challenging with the lack of sleep yeah the, you're confined after your run it's not like you can go then foam roll for, and have a massage or something yeah yeah and and yeah i think it's the adventure aspect and the camaraderie mm-hmm. aspect and um i also like to run and run outdoors because i like to go places and see things mm-hmm. and definitely when you have a relay, a point to point relay, mm-hmm. you see a lot of landscape and yeah. that's, that's a lot of fun. So, yeah. I yeah. sort of wondered whether Ariel speak to this. I think your, your all's legs might've been more scenic in van two. that, I mean, you guys got deception yeah. pass. It sounds like your, you know, night to early morning run was super pretty. I mean, the ones that, the, I mean, the, the third, your third leg while incredibly challenging was very pretty. It, yes, you know, it with was the views out across the, um, I'm totally forgetting the name of that bay where there's mussels from, um, Mary would know, I'm not remembering, but so it just was, and we kind of got to loop around it and you could see it through the, the, you know, evergreen trees. I thought that was very pretty. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then I got to run my first leg. I got to run, um, on a trail oh. next to a beautiful lake. I can't oh. remember the name of the lake, but, um, it, yeah, it was I think we had a lot of really scenic legs, especially Gina's leg, which yeah. when oh she got God, to run best. across Deception Pass, that oh, was, I mean. it was unbelievable. It took all of our breaths away and the sun had come up not too long ago. So wow. the light was really beautiful. Right, people need to Google Deception Pass oh, because I, oh, yeah. I'm a total chucklehead. First of all, I'd never heard of it. So I'd never been there. I've lived in the Pacific Northwest for almost two decades. Why have I never? Have you all been there? Before? Oh yeah, yeah, I've been okay, there many yeah. times. Okay, so I am a chucklehead. Yes. Okay, yeah. Let's just confirm that. So, so but I mean, we're both natives. So you okay. know, yeah. right. okay. we have more time to, okay. to you know go places. That's right. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, but I mean, just stunning. Yes. So yeah, yeah, nice. And Ariel, you have other relays in your future? Oh boy, do I ever! I would like to do all the Ragnars. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about being a 50 stater. You want to do all the, I'm sure there is a term for that. I would absolutely love to do all of the Ragnars. I love relay races more than anything, I think because of the team bonding uh, and because of the sightseeing. I absolutely love to travel. Mm -hmm. I love to sightsee and I can't think of a better way of doing it than running um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. through the sites. So I would, 
if I could just get teams together and get enough people committed to traveling to Ragnar's, I would do it. See, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, you know, AMR definitely talks about one day having an app, which if anyone wants to fund that, they certainly could mm-hmm. could email me about that. And, um, you know, there's a quite a high expense. But I was thinking it'd be fun if there could be, like, on an app or something that it would be, like, we could help facilitate putting mother runners together yeah. for oh, Ragnar That's races. a brilliant idea. Yes. You know? I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Okay. Let's get that seed money going now. Yes. <laughs> Shark Tank, here we come. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies. Well, thank you for venturing over the river on another adventure. Thank you for having us. Great to be here. (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, I have no co-host to make small chit-chat with, so I'll just hand it off to Dimity in the Train Like a Mother Club. Hello, everybody. Dimity in Denver here, uh, recording this Train Like a Mother Club corner from my Chrysler Pacifica as my... 15-year-old daughter gets some physical therapy on her shoulder. I know inquiring minds want to know exactly where I am, so that's where I am. And I'm coming actually to just let you know that the uh, Dopey and Goofy Disney Challenges are now open. Um, We have training programs for both Dopey, which is four races in four days from a 5K up to the marathon, and then the Goofy program, which is a half marathon followed by a marathon the next day. Um, They are both great, great programs that people have had success in as far as completing the races, feeling great, feeling strong, and then able to walk around the parks the next day, of course, or even that afternoon. Um, So just wanted to let you know that those are open for registration, and you can find them on the Train Like a Mother Club website. The Dopey is 26 weeks long, and the Goofy is 24 weeks long. Both are heart rate based, and um, if you have any questions, you can drop us a line at uh, tlamclub at anothermotherrunner.com. Otherwise, many happy miles this week. Hope you have a little pixie dust spread in there, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks. Bye. Okay, our new bi-weekly Q&A podcast called Another Mother Runner Answers launches next Tuesday, next Tuesday, woohoo, July 24th. Hosted by Dimity and me, we chat about our own workouts, then respond to questions from listeners left via voicemail. AMR Answers will show up in the regular AMR podcast feed every other Tuesday, but that's only if you call in with training or running related questions for us to answer. To leave a question, call 470-BADASS-1. That's 470-223-2771. Dim came up with the brilliant idea that to enter it just now, stop what you're doing, enter it into your phone, and then you can call it at any time, day or night, because it is an unwomaned phone number, so it just goes straight to voicemail. So again, that is 470-BADASS-1, 470-223-2771. And be sure to subscribe to AMR Podcast so you don't miss an episode, either of our regular show every Friday or Another Mother Runner Answers every other Tuesday. Our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Many happy miles. Many happy miles.